Today's daf is daf Samach Aleph in Ksubis. We're into the second half now, well into the second half of Ksubis, as we learned for a fourth line for Yasser Asriel Ben Chaim Michal and Elazar Ben Ruma. And we left off yesterday at the two dots, about uh, 20 lines down on Samach Aleph Amar Aleph. The Mishnah said that a woman is obligated, just like a man has obligations to his wife, a woman has certain obligations uh, to her husband. But if she, in her dowry, she was able to bring in some maid servants with her, then she's not obligated to do every one of the things that the Mishnah enumerated, including grinding and baking and washing and cooking and nursing and, uh, and making his bed and uh, uh, doing uh, wool works, sewing, knitting, things like that. So the Mishnah said if she brought in one shivcha, then um, she doesn't have to do all those things. She said she doesn't have to grind, she doesn't have to bake, and she doesn't have to wash. So the Gemara says, Hashara of the, but the other obligations, the other jobs she does have to do. Why doesn't she tell him, right? I brought you another woman in my stead. In other words, if, if I was able to do 10 jobs, and now that I brought in a maidservant, I only have to do, let's say, seven, why do I have to do seven? If I was able to do 10, let her do all 10. Why do I have to do anything for her? That's what she, why doesn't she say that? Then why must she do, still do the other things? It says, well, the new one you brought in, uh, she also has needs. You know, like if you have a full person 24-7 living with you, they also have to eat and clean and bake, et cetera, for themselves. So this one that you brought in is good for me, the husband, and for her. But who's going to do the stuff for you? So you still need things. You still need to do some of those jobs. Then the mission went on to say, Stein, if she brought in two maidservants, then she also, besides uh, giving up on the grinding and the baking and the washing, she doesn't have to cook. Shaim Anam of Ashel's name because she doesn't have to nurse. Again, Harshara of the, but she has to do the other ones. Well, she's already got two women here now. Tamela, why can't she say, Ilislach Issa Achrita? I brought another one to talk to I got another one that'll do the work for me and for her herself. And the first one, Bukhali Dahda, and that was the first mate that I brought in is going to work for you and for and for herself. Now I brought another one for me and for her. So what do we need? Why do I have to do anything? Shimda Amalaki could say, Kami Urchi. But who's going to work for the guests and the uh, passers-by? Rashi says guests sometimes stay a week or a month. Those are long-term guests. And then there's other people who just pass by. They need a place to stay overnight. Who's going to do for them? Therefore, you must do some work for them also. In other words, the two servants that you brought in, they'll do the work for the four of us. Because there's two servants plus the husband and wife. Uh, but you need to do some work for the, for the guests. Shalosh, if she brings in three maidservants, then she doesn't even, then she doesn't have to make the bed. Hashara of the smash. Okay, listed all the this things that there was. Don't seem normal. Well, if she was all by herself, she was going to be doing it all anyway. Right, right. But also the orchim and all. Right, the right, but she, right, but so she, she has two people to do it. She has a good argument to say, well, these two are going to do for us, and these two are going to do for them, right. and you have to do for the orchim. Right. But she was going to do for the orchim anyway. No, no, they, they, maybe they wouldn't have been orchim. If she'd be if she living by herself or living with a husband, maybe they wouldn't have it as many orchim. There's still orchim there. So the orchim aren't mentioned in the Mishnah. So you still say there's still other work to do besides the work for the husband and the wife and the maidservants themselves, there's orchim there also. But if she brings in three, three maidservants, then she doesn't have to make his bed. So there's a point is, is that even if you say, that the other things could be done there, but it said if there's three maid servants, she doesn't make bed. It's Mashbabil. She should, she did it. Says if you would have two servants of her, also one of them could make the bed. The answer is they're busy with their own 
things, taking care of themselves also. Uh, but now that we say, well, fine, but like you said, if, if the one person, if she herself could do everything, why can't one of these servants make, make the bed and do those things? The answer is you still have, you still have jobs for the, uh, for the guests. And there's presumably more guests now that you have these people there. But you would do other things. Doesn't the Mishnah doesn't mention anything else, but it says, but there's still some jobs that she could do. The Mishnah doesn't say, Mishnah says when she's got four maidservants, then she can sit around in a lounge chair all day and do nothing, right? But uh, that's the Mishnah first says. But uh, if she has three servants, she can refrain from making the bed. The Smashma, other things she should do, but again, why can't she say, now you say what? When I have one, you said those the, the one has to serve herself and the husband. So who's going to serve you? So I got a second one. The second one I said is going to serve me and herself. And the first one will serve the husband and the first servant. Uh, but um, who's going to who's going to uh, serve the guests? So you need the third person. You need that. Uh, you need you need to do work to take care of the of the of the guests. Now that you brought in three people. Right, uh, three people, um, and uh, the third person, let's say, can take care of the guests because I was supposed to do that after two people, after two servants, the wife was supposed to take care of the guests. Now you brought in three people, right? So that's going to take care of the guests, and I don't have to make the bed anymore. That include including that and taking care of the guests. So who's going to do the? You know, it's Mashma. She does have to do something. Why does she have to do anything? the Why can't she say? Tell her husband, I was I brought you a third person, or I brought you a third person because you complained after two. Who's going to take care of the guests? So I brought you a third person to take care of the guests. Um, and why should she have to do anything now? There's nothing else to do. The more people that there are, now that there's three maidservants, more guests will come too, because people will know there's a lot going on there. So there's still more guests. So if that's the case, the more people that are in the house, the more guests will come. So there's no limit to it. Even if she brings in four maidservants, why did the mission say if she brings in four maidservants, she can sit around in a lounge chair? Phil Arba, keeping the nafshalu, since there's four maidservants, plus the wife, plus doesn't assign any to aid one another, and you don't need any more than that. So the Tanakhama said, once you have four, you don't have to do anything. She can sit around in an easy chair all day and do nothing. Rabbi Lezer said, even if she brought him 100 servants, he can force her to do at least do some knitting. Because if she sits around and does nothing, that leads to uh, to zima. Zima is like licentiousness, to to uh, um, you know to sexual impropriety. If they do, if, if she sits around and does nothing, so uh, that's what the Tanakhama said. The, but the Tanakhama said four. She doesn't have to do anything else. She doesn't actually have to bring in the servants. She doesn't actually have to hire one, two, three, and four. look at it. If she brought in enough of a dowry that she could pay for them. She has enough money to pay for them, even though she didn't actually have the servants. So she could say that money will go towards those things. In other words, she doesn't actually have to bring the servants in. Rashi says, uh, In other words, she doesn't actually have to do them. As long as she has the capability of hiring them, that's good enough. And she doesn't have to do those, uh, all those jobs. So who's going to do them? Who's going to do them? She, yeah, the cleaning lady. We're talking about the cleaning lady, right? Even no, if she has to, no, yeah. Here who, we're talking about where she. No, we're talking about she's bringing them in, not I where he brings them in. But if she didn't bring them in, he would suffer because he would have to. Pay right, no. So then she has to do the work herself. Then right. she has to do the work herself. If she didn't bring them in, 
But he says over here, even though she didn't actually bring the maid servants in, in other words, there's enough money there that if she needs to, she can get help there too. So if she wants to, she could rely on, let's say, cleaning help or or uh, or nothing. You know, if she if she if she has the ability to do those things, uh, she doesn't actually have to have the servant there. Uh, like you say, you could pay people by the hour. She doesn't actually have a full time maid servant. Either she brought a maid servants, or what she could have done is she could have reduced her own needs, reduced her own budget. In other words, sometimes money is spent, like, say, for her clothing and stuff like that. So she can say, I'll save over here and I'll use that money to hire, a, you know, a daily uh, a maid, a daily uh, cleaning help. So can you see That's correct. That's correct, but he has other obligations. He has to go out yeah. and make a living, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right, right, right. This is all drop on. If she brought in four servants, she could sit in a lounge chair. Even though she spoke, she could sit in a lounge chair, but she should still do these little jobs that in, that that uh, that uh, bring along endearment to her husband. She prepares his his wine, prepares his drink, samita. This is not the same as Sasso Samita and the Mishnah. They were talking about really the heavy work of making the bed. Here it means like putting on a nice sheet on the bed. She can wash his, his face, hands, and feet. In other words, those things are okay. To, those things she should do, even though she sits around and does nothing else. She doesn't do any heavy work. But these things she should do because these are, these are like what they call terms of endearment. These things uh, uh, bring to intimacy. Any of the jobs that a woman does for her husband in the personal atmosphere, meaning the things that bring along intimacy, Nida Oslabala, a Nida could do for her husband also, except for these three. We'll talk about that in a minute. So it's all the jobs that she does for her husband, if it means knitting or cleaning or sewing or whatever, whatever those regular jobs are, cooking, a Nida could do for her husband too, but not these things that bring to intimacy. Not preparing What's his cup, happening? making his bed, or washing his hands. What's the no, no, though she shouldn't do. Oh, no, she could do that without touching. Let's say without touching it, uh, preparing his, preparing the hot water, or whatever you know, those kind of things. So that she shouldn't do for if she's a nida because that could bring to intimacy. But samita, as far as laying out the sheets on the bed, that's only in front of him. In front of him, it, it might lead to intimacy. It might lead to a hint, and they might uh, their passions may get a hold of them. If he's not around, less than then there's no problem. Obviously, Mazika Sakos and the Chatzman Raglov, those are when he's nearby. Mazika Shmuel, so what do they do? Anida, we said, shouldn't do those things in front of her husband um, and, and because that might lead to intimacy. So how, did, how do you, uh, so, but she still has to cook, how does she prepare his wine when she's Anida? What she did was she did it with the Shinui. She put it in her left hand instead of the right hand. If you if you use her left hand, uh, so so that she did it with the shinui, so that they shouldn't come to intimacy. In Abaya's case, his wife put the cup not directly in front of him. She put it on the on the lid of the barrel. Rava put it in Rava's case. They put it on his uh, pillow. Rapapa Sharshif on the bench. And they didn't put it right in front of him on the table. So the shamash, the servant who served the food, uh, was able to eat the same food. It was proper to let the waiter who served the food give eat the same food as the uh, as the recipients, the guests there. However, he always, always ate at the end. In other words, first he would serve, and then he would eat at the end. 
So everything else, everything else, you can refrain from giving it to the shamish while you're eating, let him eat later, except for certain things which, uh, which can bring on such a craving via their smell uh, and their, you know, the, the, the fragrance that they give off that it could lead to him fainting. Chutz me basar v'yayin. Basar v'yayin, you must give him some immediately. Don't wait till he finishes serving everybody the meat and the wine because the smell could uh, could make him like intoxicated and probably cause him to faint. Amar v'chista, but what kind of meat are we talking about? Basar shaman, fat meat, v'yayin yoshin, and aged wine. Amar v'basar shaman kalashana. That applies, all year round, that refers to, you know, basar shaman, any time that a waiter is serving, don't make him wait until he finishes uh, serving yes, I think that's what usually what the caterers do. They have them eat before, right? This way they won't take so much uh, during the meal. So if it's old wine, aged wine, but is in the summer months when the when the smell is strong and it can cause a person to faint. They brought him They brought him some sort of a cooked dish of um, of command um, patria. What's the word? Uh, of um, pitriot mushrooms, bottom mushrooms. Had he not given me some of the of them, is the is the kidney? I would have been in danger. In other words, I would have fainted. The smell was so strong that if he had not given me some, I saw them bringing some. Had he not given me some of them, I would have fainted. I'm Ravashi. I've a communicator of kind of similar case. They brought him slices of turnips in vinegar. The Elab, the ugly, had he not given me some, Mr. Kinney, I also would have been in a dangerous state. Even fragrant uh, dates, uh, they have a good smell. Uh, don't, don't, hold, don't hold the waiter back. If anybody's around there, don't hold back, don't hold them back from eating some because they could cause them to faint. If it's got a smell or like a good smell, it's got like a strong, pungent, uh, a pungent taste to it, and, and you know, to smell along with it. In other words, makes you makes your water makes your mouth or your mouth water. Um, anything like that that's got a, a strong smell or a, or acrid taste. Uh, that that those rules would apply. Avua bar ihu these two brothers One gave the waiter from every uh, every species, every uh, every uh, kind of food that was being served there. Gave it to the waiter when they started eating. As a good gesture, and one gave money from one of the uh, one of the foods being offered there. The first one who gave the waiter from all the various foods there, so that he shouldn't develop any hunger pans, any craving. So Elio always conversed with him. Elio did not converse with the other ones. So Elio was one to converse with Tamir Chachamim, who did acts of chasidus of uh, piety. Maybe Rav Chista's name is because he was a chassid. He was a pious man. So there was a story with these two people, two chassidim, or they were two sons of Rav Chista, Rav Mari and Rav Pinchas. Uh, Mar Kodem Safi. Apparently Rav Chista had a lot of sons, right? Because we have uh, Marinuka and, ba- and, and Mar, uh, right? We had the two sons, the young son and the old son. We had, I think, that was also Bnei Rav Chista, I believe. Mar Kodem Safi, one gave, one gave the waiter to eat first. Umar Machan, one delay, gave giving him later. Uh, the one who gave way to first did an act, a, an act of kindness, and therefore Leo spoke to him. The Ma'achar, the one who delayed in giving him the food till afterwards, um, uh, the suffered, the one who supplied him later, Leo did not converse with him. Amemer Marzutra, 
these two uh, rabbis, three rabbis, Ravashi, three rabbis, I'm naming Razit Ravashi, Pistra, Azgur Malka. They were at the door of the king Azgur. He was a Gaisha king, Rashi says. He was, um, he was a king in Persia, a Persian king, uh, Azgur Malka. The butler of the king passed by. When he passed by with the food, he had a big plate of food in front of him. Ravashi saw that Marzutra, the Havrape's face turned white. He was about to faint. From the smell, he was in, he, he had a, a tremendous craving for the food that came by. And I guess they ate kosher, right? It was, uh, didn't have a label on it. it. Must have been, he knew it was kosher. Shakal, but So Ravashi saw that Marzutra was about to faint. So Ravashi too, stuck his finger into it. Shakal, but He took a, took, stuck his finger into the dish. On the flavor point, put it in the mouth of, um, of uh, Marzutra, that he shouldn't faint. He gave him a piece to eat. Omer Leif Sadatalisu the Malka. So the butler said to Ravashi, what, what have you done? Now the king won't eat it. You've ruined the, you've ruined the dish. Omer Leif and the soldiers that were there, meaning the, the, the Shotre, the officers of the king said, said to him, Amai Tavarachi, why'd you do that? Why'd you take some of the, that was the king's food. Why'd you do that? Omer Lehu, he said to him, the one who made the food, he's the one who ruined the food of the king. There's something wrong with the food. Food is poisonous. Amulei, am I? How do you know? How do you know that? Why do you say that? I saw, I saw a piece of uh, leprous swine, of uh, pig meat in there, right? But do they check? They checked it on the, the whole dish and they couldn't find any. So Ravashi took the finger of that uh, of the uh, butler. He took his finger. He took it he, like he grabbed his finger on and he put it on one piece of the in the dish. Did you check over here? Did you check this spot? You say you checked it and it's all clean. Did you check this spot? They checked it and they found that it was not. It was. It actually did have uh, leprous swine meat there. And Rashi says. That it was an S. It really wasn't, but it was an S. Omule Rabbanan, Rabbanan said, My time sometimes, why are we some on an S? You didn't know, you're not supposed to be depend on a, on a miracle. I don't know a miracle. Omule, Chazoi Ruach Tsaras, the I saw a spirit of leprosy that was hovering over Ravashi's head. Ravashi, who was who, uh, over, not Ravashi, not Ravashi's head, on, on Marzutra's head, Marzutra, who was. Who was like fainting and turned white? I saw a spirit of leprosy there, so I had a, a like it was like heaven hinted to me that that's what I should do. That, that there's a problem over here. So even though the food apparently wasn't poisonous to begin with, it was poisonous at the end. Haramah, there was a story with a guy, a Roman, Damalo, told a told a woman. Here we're talking about cravings and uh, the, the damage that it can do if you're hungry and uh, and you don't get to eat. Um, so uh, yeah, we, this, we led into this from the from from you know preparing the food for the husband, etc. Um, so as a Roman Damalayisa told the woman, please marry me. She said no, she refused. He wanted to cause her pain and induce her to marry him. Uh, so he brought some pomegranates. Polly he cut them open, in front of her. And meanwhile, the the cut when the pomegranates were pomegranates were cut open. So the smell, I guess the tart taste, whatever, uh, and that caused her to have a lot of saliva in her mouth. She was like hungry for them. 
her mouth watered. The Bachem, he ate it in front of her. He split open the pomegranate in front of her. All the, all the uh, water, the saliva in her mouth that, that was uh, generated because of her pain, because of her hunger, Balasi, she just swallowed it. She, what was she going to do? She's standing there. She just kept swallowing her saliva. And he didn't give her any of it until she was bloated from all the saliva so that her face uh, was bloated, her body was bloated, everything was bloated up um, because of that. Uh, Listen, if I, uh, if I heal you, will you, will you marry me? Amrle and she says yes. Uzzle, so he went. Izi Rimna again. He bought a pomegranate. Polly broke it open, uh, cut it open. Bachel came in front of her. Amrla called my detzari lach. I'll tell you what you do now. Now when the saliva comes up, tov shadoi, tov shadoi. Keep spitting it out. Bring it up and spit it out. Adonaf kamina until all of it came out. Kihutsa yarka like a like green palm branch. In other words, it came out so much, it came out, looked like a green thing. She all vomited all up, this thias, and she recovered. That's the story. <laughs> we don't know about that. Um, I guess they were going with, not a, not a concern. But also summer. so he said in the, in the Mishnah that the last thing that she's supposed to do for her husband is uh, is making, um, is knitting. Let's say knitting, knitting with, uh, with wool. Saslamita. And she and she makes it summer. We said if she brought in three, Amos has to and she doesn't have to do the summer. And uh, uh, doesn't have to do the summer. So why is what is what does she have to do? She has to do some little things, um, and that includes you know taking care of the extra guests, let's say. But if she's four, she doesn't have to do anything. So it says both of the but summer ain't only she has to work with wool, but but she doesn't have to do linen work, like work from made with flax. That she doesn't have to do it all. Masis money goes like a mission goes like a beauty. The Tanya and Kofala, he can't force a He can't force his wife to serve his father. His father's living in the house. He can't force her to serve. That's not part of her job. And not to serve his own son, let's say her stepson. And not to feed the um the livestock. So Rashi says not to give straw in front of Bhemta. Bhemta Rashi says in his first shot means horses. And and mules and horses and donkeys, uh, because they could be excited and they like to commit bestiality with humans. Lo so she shouldn't she shouldn't uh, entice the horses by having a woman serve them. But in front of her, uh, the cattle, the cows, that's okay because they don't get easily excited and there's no concern about them about the uh, about these animals about the cows or a bull trying to sexually attack her. But when it comes to horses and donkeys, you have to be concerned about that. Another Pshan Rashi is that when he says, behemta means the male animals, all male animals she shouldn't serve at all, again, presumed for the same reason, but uh, Bikro means, but she should, he could force her to serve, uh, you know, they have, uh, in those days, they, they had all had animals around for milk and for meat, et cetera. Uh, but the female animals she could serve. That he could force her. Here's what we say our mission. Our mission says she works with wool, but wool with not with flax. Uh, that goes like a beauty because we you can't force her work with fish and because it makes the mouth smell badly. And makes and enlarges the lips. So because Pishtan work with fish and does that, Rashi says that it enlarges the lips. Why? Because uh, right, it makes them. Get very big, 
she has to put the the um, she has to put the needle constantly in her in her mouth to get spit on it, whatever. So that's going to cause her her lips to get big. So she doesn't have to do that kind of work. It's only by Roman flags. I guess regular flags isn't as bad, whatever the difference is between them. Even if she's given him, even if she brought in a hundred maid servants, he says still you can force her to do some wool work because if she does nothing, that can bring to sexual impropriety. Shumalil says, even if a person forswears his wife um, uh, from having any anom or from doing any work at all, uh, if he does that, he has to give her exuba. Why? Because uh, if she does nothing, that brings to uh, to being in, uh, to being to being an idiot. In other words, uh, leads to what we call boredom, and she will just lose her mind. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, Rabbi Lezer says that um, uh, even a hundred slaves, she has to do some wool work because otherwise, it could lead to impropriety. Amar Malkia. So here we have this Gemara at least in six places in Shas. We've had it in many places. Amar Malkia. like then no matter how many maidservants she does, she should do some work. It's important to do some work. Otherwise, she might uh, might lead to impropriety. So here we always have this Gemara. Six cases in Shas. One is talking about a spit. If you use uh, cooking on, if you roast it on yunt, if you do the spit. And Gumos is talking about if there's uh, fossils, even if there's no hair, that's good for pubic, uh, for proof that they're gedolim. And Shvach is the middle one that we're talking about here. This is our case here. Shvot Shvachas Begomos Rav Malkio was said Rav Malkio again. Rav Malkio said the Allah is like Rav Lezer. In this case, our Shvachas here. Glorious. Say for Makhlim Bina. Other cases about when you when you shave a uh, give a haircut to a guy, you have to stay away from the glorious on his head, which is for Abozara. And a for Makhli, you shouldn't put on because it looks like a um, it looks like a tattoo in Gvina. Uh, certain times uh, the Gaisha uh, cheese in certain localities was forbidden because they. Uh, they line they they line at the outside with lard. So these halachas, uh, there's these six halachas. Uh, it, we we said the halacha is like them. So we have Rav Malkia, Rav Adav saying halacha is like them. So in this case, when he says blazer says so we have a gears of Chananias Rebbe. He says that the first three cases listed shvot shvachas and gomus the shvachas is our case. Rav Malkia, glorious Afer and Malkia Vino were said by Rav Malkia. Because Malkio and Malkia are very similar. I guess we have that name today, Mocho, maybe comes from there. I don't know. Uh, Rav Malkio and Rav Malkia are similar names, so they confused who said what. So Rav Chanina of Rav said the first three were said by Rav Malkio, like we have at Nargamar that we just quoted. Right? But the last three were by Malkia. That's, that's what Rav Chanina says. Rav Papa says, no. Masisim says, if it was said about a mission or a brisa, that's Malkia. Uh, a brisa masnisa ends with an aleph like Malkia, and uh, shmaita. If it was just a ruling in the Gemara, that was Rav Malkio. The simonech and the simonech masnisa malchasa. The simonim says that according to Rav Papa, the simonim is that Rav Malkio, which is like masnisa, ends up with an aleph. Was uh, the, the masnisa is malchasa? That means that the Mishnah is is like the queen, meaning it's more uh, more. Um, uh, it has, it has, it's stronger, right? It's, it's more uh, effective in its ruling. It's, it's a stronger opinions from the mission of Raisa. That was like, that's the queen. And that's like Malkia, as opposed to Malkia. What's the Nafkamina between them in terms of Allah? The only difference is Shvachos, because Shvachos is a Mishnah. And Rav Hanina said, they already agreed that the Allah is like Rav Lezer, but Rav Hanina said that Shvachos was said, but Malkia was the one who said the Allah is like 
is like Rabbi Lanzer in Shvachos. Whereas according to Rapapa, it was Rabbi Malkiah because Shvachos is a Mishnah. Three of them are Mishnahs and three of them are, bra- are, are just members of the Gemara. And that's the Nafkamita between the two. Shemuliel Omer, uh, Rabbi Shemuliel says, no, that if even if a person forswears his wife from doing anything, from doing any work, uh, he has to divorce her right away because if she does nothing, it'll lead to boredom and she'll become crazy. What's the difference you're saying if it leads to, uh, to impropriety or leading to being crazy? Meaning the idea is the same that, you know, if you don't do anything, if you have no work to do, something's going to go wrong. So let's say she still plays with small dogs or Benidarsher, or she plays with games like chess or little uh, things that uh, games that have pieces to them. So um, if, if she does those things, it'll still lead to, it could still lead to uh, sexual impropriety because she's not really doing any productive uh, work, intelligent, uh, serious work, uh, but she's not going to be crazy. Uh, she's not going to turn crazy by doing absolutely nothing. If a person does absolutely nothing, they just go out of their minds, right? Uh, if a person does absolutely nothing, just sit around and do nothing, they'll become crazy. But if a person does something which has no real value to it, like just playing with little dogs or playing with games, that could lead to immorality. A man cannot forbid his wife from having Bia with him, from having the pleasure of having Bia with him, because he is Meshua Badla. He is obligated to give his wife, to live with his wife as, as man and wife, have Bia with his wife. Man has to do that. However, he can forbid himself from having an offer from her. Meaning he can say he forbids himself from having an offer from his wife. And that manner, the netter is chal, as we learned, that, because the netter is always on the person, netters are on the item, like this thing is ushered to me. Well, the pleasure of having a, a beer with his wife is ushered to him. That netter can be chal. So what happens? What do you do now? If he said for two weeks, you can live with that. You can live with that. They don't have to get divorced yet. The two weeks he can live with. And uh, if he says he, he forbade himself from having an off from her beer for two weeks, that's okay. They still lower him Shabbos Achas. No, only one week. If it's more than one week, you have to get divorced. Okay, we'll talk about this tomorrow. Hatamidim, yeshiva boys, right, who get married, they can also leave, even if their wife doesn't agree, they can go out to learn Torah in the yeshiva and the kolel for 30 days. Not more than that. More than 30 days is prohibited because he has obligations to his wife. But if he went to learn Torah, even without a permission, go for 30 days. Apolim, Shabbos Achas. How much can workers go out to learn Torah? They can only go for one week, right? For one week, workers who have to uh, who have to uh, you know earn money and pay for expenses of the home, they're allowed to go out learning without permission for one week. What about with permission? The we'll talk about that. What's the amount of uh, obligation that a man has to have deal with his wife, live as husband and wife, be intimate with his wife? How often is that? Because the Torah says, we said before in the Torah, we said before that Sheiraks or Savon Asalo Yigra, not allowed to have less. Some say that's a Dorai. So most say that it's at least it's a Drabonan, right? We had before that it's not really, uh, it's not the, for, we were talking about feeding her, et cetera, that that's not really a Doraisa, that it's only a Smachta, but at least it's a Drabonan. But here it talks about the Torah does mention it. So it's at least an Asmachta. How often does a man have to uh, be intimate with his wife? People who have that kind of jobs, they can, you know, they mess around all day, walk around, tour, whatever they want to do. They're not obligated to work. They should have be a, almost every day. Obviously, when she's tahor, when she's tahor, 
workers, Shem Shabbos twice a week. The Hamarim, uh, the uh, donkey drivers, meaning they go out and they buy schorah in the villages. They're not home all the time. They're away during the week. Achas B'Shabbos at least once a week, Friday night. Agamalim, the uh, camel drivers who go far distances uh, to do to do trading and to do business, they go they go away for weeks at a time. Achas once a month. Hasapanim, sailors who go away for months at a time. Achas once in six months. That's what Rebbe Lezer says. We'll see more in the Gemara about this. My time at Beishamai. Why did Beishamai say <coughs> that up until two weeks, if he only forbade Bia with her, up until two weeks, that's that's livable and that's okay. My time at Beishamai. So you let us in cave. Let us in cave. She gives birth to a female girl. She's t- tummy for her husband for two weeks, right? Right, right. Beginning of Tazria for two weeks. So <coughs> you see, two weeks is livable. Beishamai is only one week. Why doesn't Basil say? Why does Basil say basically that if you forbid deal with your wife for more than a week, <coughs> you have to divorce her and pay her ksuba, etc.? Why don't you learn from the Lesson Keva? Even the Keva you're right, that they don't really learn from the Lesson Keva. They learn from Anita. Anita is only seven days, Torah. So seven days is livable. Just like if she's Anita, you could also say seven days they can abstain. One says, What's Mishchich? Nida Shchich. She's obviously a normal woman, has a period once a month. So that happens very often. And Mida Shchich, and for swearing his wife and being angry at his wife and making a shvua that he's not going to have a no having beer with her, is also apparently very common. At least it was common in those days. It wasn't as frowned upon as it is today. Marsover, Mida Shchich, Mida Shchich. Marsover, Midi Duhuga, Mida Gon. No, listen. Something that he caused, he caused this shvua, right? He was the one who had her, is also from giving birth, which he caused. In other words, not something he happened by itself. If he didn't have to deal with her, she wouldn't be having a baby. So that's a question, even though even though Nida is more often, uh, learn out from Nida. No, Beishamai says, learn out from something that he caused. So therefore, Beishol says two weeks, Beishol says one week. Amorab, Machlok is Mepharish. Machlok is only when he specified a week or two weeks, he said how many days. But he just says, listen, I forswear you, I forswear myself from having a no from your beer, meaning he said it indefinitely. It's it indefinitely. So he's got to get rid of, he's got to divorce her immediately and give her ksuba. That's what Rav says. Shmuel says no. Even if he didn't give a period, he didn't say how long he's forswearing uh, the uh, no, how long they can't have beer. Shmuel says, he should wait. Maybe he'll go to Tamachacham. We'll find an opening for his netter and be mater netter. And I know that this was, uh, I didn't realize what I was getting into. I didn't realize what I was saying. I said it in the moment of anger. I didn't mean it. Maybe a, maybe a Tom Chacham will find that Pesach for his netter. And therefore, you don't have to divorce her right away. Wait also a little bit, you know, wait a week or two, which is the normal amount, according to, uh, according to um, Beisil and Beishamai. Wait a little bit, maybe you'll find a Pesach. There's more plea of a And we already had this Machlokas. Why is it mentioned over here? This Machlokas, about what? That Farish of the Stam. Shmuel says, no, wait, maybe you'll find a pestle in there. We already had Smachlokasel. A man made a netter that his wife cannot have enough from him. Now, he can't do that about Bia, as we said, because Bia, he's Meshubatur. He can't make it, he can't go, since he's Meshubat Menatora to uh, serve her, to, to, uh, to have Bia with him, he can't forswear her from having enough from his Bia, but it could affect other things like money matters, feeding, Food, etc., other jobs that he has to supply her with. So, my decision, my having an offer, man, 
if it's until 30 days, Yamin Parnas, he should set up another person to supply for her. So the Gemara is going to ask later on, well, that's his shliach too. What's the difference if it's him or it's a shliach? The answer is he hasn't really appointed shliach. He says whoever, whoever supplies her with food and her needs and clothing, etc., like that, won't lose out. So he didn't really appoint the shliach. So it's not like it's coming from him. Gemara is going to talk about that in, in about 10 blocks. So it's more than 30 days. He's got to give her a get and pay her ksuba. He said 30 days. He said it's stam. You can't have any enough me. That's like what, what Rav said over here, but in the case was where he forswore Bia with her. Should wait. Maybe we'll find a pastor. Even some, if he said it indefinitely without specifying, specifying a time, a time, how long the letter would be how. Also, you should wait because maybe you'll find a pestle. So we see the same achlokis over there with Rav and Shmuel as over here. So it's tricky. You need both cases. Over here, where the, the where what, what did he forbid? He forbid having bia. He can't set up somebody else to have bia with his wife. That would be adultery, right? Over here, here Rav says, listen, if he forswore having bia with her, divorce her immediately. Because you can't set up somebody else, you can't uh, you can't uh, set up a guardian or a steward or somebody else to take care of her. But over there, the after upon us, over there, you can say, listen, you just forswear if I'm going on. Can't have that directly from me. But if somebody else uh, pays for your clothing and pays for your housing or whatever, uh, you could set up somebody else. So maybe he'd be Moda. No, that he's not Moda Shmuel even over there. The Rav says anything that interferes from the normal duties between a husband and a wife. Uh, anything that they're supposed to do, if he if he made such a netter and he did it indefinitely, you should get divorced right away, says Rob. If you tell me the case over there, Shmuel says over there, therefore Shmuel, therefore, there Shmuel says, wait, maybe you'll find uh, a pestle for the netter, maybe you'll be able to be matched with the netter. Why? Because uh, meanwhile, he could set up somebody else to support his wife. But over here, where he can't set up somebody else to support his wife. And uh, we said in the Mishnah, fine, if he said for one week or for two weeks, we have but if he set it up with no time limit and it would be indefinite, maybe he'd be motivated to rob, maybe he should get divorced right away. Kamashman, that Shmuel says in both cases, whether it's just for swearing Bia or for swearing any Anah that he gives her, either way, Shmuel says, don't get divorced right away. Wait, maybe you'll find a pest of person. And Rob says, no, you have to get divorced right away. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll pick it up here tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Have a good day, everybody. How can you make a that